Hey there, I'm Corey Fowler, and you're tuning in to the How to Adult Show. This is your go-to guide for all things adulting, where we walk you through the answers every time you hear yourself asking, why didn't anybody teach me this stuff in school? From personal finance 101 to careers and business advice to managing your health and wellness, we're here to give you tangible advice, tips, and tricks to help you start succeeding in any and every area of your life. I know you've got this adulting thing, as long as you've got the right info. I'm your host, Corey Fowler, and this is the How to Adult Show. Hello, how are you? Good morning, if it is morning when you're watching this. Okay, so for today's episode, I wanted to start with a simple little question for you. And that question is, has anybody ever given you a lesson about how to use your credit card? When you were first handed a credit card, did anybody ever teach you how to use it properly? Or like many of us, was your experience more along the lines of uh, you've had the experience of receiving a pre-approved credit card in the mail, which especially when you're young, feels like, wow, this is amazing. They want to give me money. How cool. But really, I'm, I'm shocked that it's even legal that companies are allowed to send people pre-approved cards in the mail without everybody, this is so nerdy, but without everybody having to take some sort of little mini credit card course before they start using their card, like a little mini G1 driver's license for credit cards. Because it's really important before you start to use the card to understand the ins and outs of how it works, both so that number one, you don't dig yourself into trouble creating a big hole of consumer debt that you then have to climb out of, and number two, so that you learn how to use your card properly so that you can actually use it to your advantage building things like credit in your life for when it's time to move on to bigger and better steps in your life like um, you know financing a loan or purchasing a piece of property and these are all things that having a credit card and using it properly will help you to do. So in today's episode of the How to Adult Show I'm going to walk you through the beginner basics of having and using a credit card. So we're going to cover how a credit card works how you can use one properly and responsibly to create good things in your life. And also, most importantly, we're going to talk about the three golden rules that you absolutely, no questions about it, have to follow if you want to be able to use your card responsibly. So by the end of the next 30 minutes, you're going to feel like a freaking finance pro. You will understand how your card works. You'll know that you're using it properly to work towards bigger goals in your life, like purchasing a house one day when you have a really good credit score. And you'll understand how not to use your card so that you don't get yourself into trouble with your credit card. If you're all set, let's dive on in. First off though, I want to say a quick hello and welcome to the How to Adult Show. I'm your host, Corey Fowler, and this is a free weekly show produced by the How to Adult School, your source for all the important life skills like personal finance that you wish someone had taught you in school. So if you want to keep up with the How to Adult Show, I'm going to invite you to take a second, go ahead and click subscribe to the channel so that you never miss another episode of the show. 
So today's lesson has three parts. First, we're gonna cover how a credit card works, what exactly a credit card is, make sure we're all on the same page there. Then we're gonna talk about the three golden rules that you absolutely need to follow to make sure you're using your card properly and responsibly. And then before I scare you off of credit cards entirely, we're also gonna talk about five reasons why if you're able to use your card responsibly, it's actually really good to use a credit card in your life. Gone are the days when you can just use cash or just use your debit card. Of course, people still do operate like this, but if you're able to get a credit card and if you're able to use it properly, it's really a valuable financial tool to have and use. And this episode is all about making sure that you get to use it properly. From here, it's really important to understand that a credit card is a business. And what businesses do is they make money. So your credit card is a business designed to make money. You just have to understand that that's how it operates. Credit cards make money in two ways. First, if you make a purchase with a credit card, the credit card company then charges the business that you purchase from a small percentage of the transaction fee. Most importantly, the second way that credit cards make money is they charge the users, people like yourself and myself, interest if you allow the balance of your credit card to carry over past the grace period. And this is how credit card companies make the majority of their money. They earn interest off of the money that you and I borrow from them when we use our credit card and we don't immediately pay that purchase back. The thing about paying interest on a credit card purchase is that the interest rates that credit card companies are allowed to charge are insanely high. Credit card interest rates are some of the highest interest rates you'll ever encounter. And at the time that I'm filming right now in Canada, there are credit cards that are available out there to first time credit card users that charge interest rates as high as 30%, which is absolutely massive. So the way that interest rates on most credit cards work is this. You make a purchase and you then have a window of time called the grace period where the credit card company won't charge you interest on that purchase. Most credit cards, that grace period is around a month, but it does vary for each individual card. So it's important that you understand what the grace period of your card is. If, however, you don't pay the credit card company back within that grace period, you're then carrying a balance on your credit card over to the next month, and then they are gonna start charging you interest on that. Again, really high interest rates. It compounds daily for most credit cards, and that's how if you spend $15 on a purchase on your credit card, but then you don't pay it back, or you don't pay the whole thing back, and then you don't pay it back again, and this continues for months, you're gonna be charged interest on your first purchase, as well as interest on the first purchase plus the interest plus more interest, and it compounds growing like that. And this is how people inadvertently manage to dig themselves into huge holes of credit card debt that are worth tens of thousands of dollars sometimes without ever actually having spent tens of thousands of dollars in the first place. This is why it's super important to understand how your credit card works and make sure that you don't fall into the trap of carrying constant credit card debt because it's very, very expensive. Now, the last point you need to understand about how credit cards work is that each credit card is different. And unfortunately, there's no one size fits all rule about how they work that I can give you. So unfortunately, when you get a credit card, this is just one of those really boring things in life where you have to take the pamphlet that comes with that card and read the fine print. Don't throw it into the garbage right away. Make sure you read the fine print because there are two really key pieces of information that you need to learn about how your card operates. 
Number one, you need to know how much interest your credit card charges. And number two, you need to understand the length of the grace period that your credit card offers you. So when you're looking for the amount of interest that your card charges, often when you're reading the fine print, you'll find this referred to as the APR. This stands for the annual percentage rate. Make sure that you read all the fine print though, because a lot of cards will offer sort of a promotional period for the first few months that you're using the card where they're going to promote a 0% APR. Now, this does not mean that you found the magical credit card that charges you 0% interest. This is just for a promotional period. And after that window has ended, usually it's just a few months, the, the interest that you're going to pay on that credit card is going to jump up really high, probably somewhere between 19 and 25% most likely. So don't stop reading when you first see that your card has a 0% APR rate. Make sure that you read all that fine print and find out whether or not you're going to be paying 25% interest after you're done the promotional period of that card. The next piece of information that you need to look for in that fine print is what the grace period of your individual card is. So most credit cards offer a grace period of around 30 days or a month, but there are cards where it's shorter than that. So it's just really important that you understand what length of time you have to pay back your purchases so you don't find yourself in the awkward position of having accidentally just missed the repayment date of your grace period and find yourself paying really high interest on money that you borrowed that really you could have paid back if you just had read the, read the fine print and known exactly when you need to pay it back. So again, whenever you get a new credit card, take those five minutes, read through the fine print and find your interest rate also known as your APR, and the grace period that you have from your card in which you can pay that card back. Cool? Cool. Do you know that you have a bit of work to do getting your personal financial life in order, but you don't even really know where to start? Do you get a pit of nervousness in your stomach every time you have to look at your credit card balance or the dust bunnies in your savings account? If this sounds familiar, well, you're definitely not alone, and I've got just the thing for you. The 7-Day Make Friends With Your Money Challenge. This free 7-Day Challenge will help you go from bank account dust bunnies to getting a grip on your personal finances so you can start saving for your bigger goals in life. Every day for 7 days, you'll receive a new and easy-to-follow lesson with actionable steps that'll take you 10 minutes or less to do. By the end of the week, You'll be saving for bigger and better things in your life, like taking yourself on a vacation guilt-free, saving for your future, or finally getting closer to buying that house that you never thought would be possible. To join the challenge, go to howtoadultschool.com slash 7daymoneychallenge. That's 7daymoneychallenge with dashes in between. Now we're going to move on to the next part of the lesson, which is the three golden rules to using your credit card responsibly and how to avoid making really expensive mistakes by using your credit card improperly. First, the number one rule that you need to follow when using your card is make sure, please, that you never spend more money on your card than you have in your bank account to pay that card back. Remember, the credit card and your bank account are not connected, so you're not going to see a correlation of your bank account going down when you spend more money on your credit card. 
So you have to make sure that you're keeping an eye on both balances and making sure that you're not overspending on your credit card accidentally because it feels like there's free money there. And then finding yourself in the position of not having enough cash in your bank account to pay back your credit card. Golden rule number two to using a credit card properly is making sure that you're paying back the balance in full at the end of every month. When you log into your online banking to pay back your credit card, you'll most likely see three options there. You'll see a minimum payment option, a partial payment option, or the option to pay the full balance. And this third option, paying the full balance, is the only one that you should be using. Now, I completely understand how tempting it is when you're staring a big credit card bill in the face at the end of the month, and you see those options for a minimum payment or a partial payment, and those look like really good options. And the credit card company makes it feel like, oh, it's so nice, they're giving me the option to borrow that money for longer and not have to pay it back as quickly. But remember, this is where that really high interest rate comes into play. And by not paying your card off in full at the end of the grace period means you're most likely paying something around 20% interest on borrowing that money, which is really expensive. And if you have the cash liquid and available to pay it back, if you're paying interest on that and you have the cash, you're just throwing away money basically. So rule number two, which really should be rule number one, is make sure that you are always paying your card back in full at the end of every month. Another really important point to add on here is that you not just intend to pay back your card at the end of every month, but that you actually remember to go and do it. And this is where a lot of people slip up. So it's important that you create some sort of systematic financial management system for yourself to follow. That means that on the given day, you're going to actually remember to go into your bank accounts and pay off your cards in full. You're not going to accidentally let that repayment date slip by and then again, find yourself paying massive interest when you could have paid it back. You just forgot. I've been there myself. It's super annoying. Learn from my mistakes. Don't do it. Now, some cards do offer an automatic payment option, but I really do not recommend using this. Just put something in your calendar to remind yourself to go in and pay off your card because when you use the automatic payment options, you run the risk of not looking at your credit card statement and potentially not catching either a mistake in there or a fraudulent charge or we live in an era of credit card theft that's just rampant right now, unfortunately. Um, and if you use the automatic payment option, you run the risk of paying back a gigantic credit card bill that someone else has racked up using your card and you just didn't look at your account statements to notice the problem. It's way harder to deal with the problem when that happens than if you notice it before you pay back your card and the credit card company is there and made to deal with that issue for you. So don't use the automatic repayment option. Just remember to go in during whatever the grace period is of your card when you get your balance and pay it all off. And finally, rule number three to using your credit card properly is to always make sure that you're using 30% or less of the available credit limit. Using 30% or less of your limit and then paying it off in full every month is one of the best ways that you can start to build good credit using your credit card. And I'm gonna get into that in the next section. So how to make sure that you're following the 30% rule properly. When you first get your credit card, make sure that you check out and see what the limit of your card is. Sometimes cards come with a massively high limit. You might be really uncomfortable with having that high of a limit on your credit card, in which case, 
just pick up the phone, call the credit card company, and have them lower it to a limit where you can still stick within that 30% rule. Conversely, if you get your credit card and the limit isn't high enough for you to only spend 30% of it or less every month, then again, call the company and see if you have the ability to raise the limit of your credit card. Sometimes they won't let you do that without building up good credit first, in which case you can get there faster by still making sure that you're spending 30% or less of your card's limit every single month. Now, Story time about the 30% or less rule. This third golden rule of using your credit card properly is something that somehow I missed for all of the financial learning that I was given as a kid. I completely missed this rule altogether. And I had a complete misunderstanding about proper practices of working with the limit of the credit card. Now, this would not have been a problem except that there came a day where I wanted to buy a house. And to buy a house and to get approved for a mortgage, you need to have a really good credit score. Now, what I had mistakenly been doing was I was so exact with my accounting practices that I knew exactly how much money I was gonna spend on my credit card every month, give or take a few hundred dollars, and I kept the limit of my credit card basically right at that limit. I still paid it off in full every month, but what I was doing was I had the limit of my credit card, I was spending exactly that much, and then paying it off. And while I thought that showed that I was very exact with my accounting and I knew exactly what I needed and I knew exactly what I could afford, what the bank saw on the other side was that I could only get this type of limit from my card and I was maxing out that limit all the time, which didn't result in a very good credit score. I was told that my credit score was not high enough to be approved for a mortgage at that period of time, which I was mad. I'd been so responsible with my money working towards this. I was so mad that I just missed this rule altogether. And they told me that I had to work on increasing my credit score quickly, which meant I had to drastically increase the credit limit on my card, as well as take out another card. They even recommended that I take out a loan and pay it back immediately just to show that I could responsibly pay back debt. And so this really has nothing to do with your own spending habits. It really just is a hard line in the sand rule that banks follow um, that you need to have to show that your credit is responsible. If you've been around here before, you know that it's my personal mission to make sure that everyone has an emergency savings account that will protect you when life doesn't go as planned. And where should you keep your emergency fund? In what's called a HESA, a high interest savings account. Now, to save you time, I've already gone ahead and done the research and I'm keeping it up to date to find you the best high-interest savings accounts today. To open your own, just go to www.howtoadultschool.com resources and click the button to open an account where you can not only safely keep your emergency fund, but also get paid the best interest rates on the market so your account earns you even more money while you're sleeping. Again, that link is at www.howtoadultschool.com slash resources. Now, this leads me into the third and final part of the lesson, which is sharing five reasons why, provided you can get a credit card and use it responsibly, it's actually really good to use your credit card to make financial purchases in your life. 
don't be scared off by the three golden rules and all my talk of getting yourself into trouble with your credit card or credit card debt. As long as you follow those rules, that is absolutely not going to happen. And your credit card actually becomes a really important financial tool for you to start using and building good credit with while you're young. First, like I mentioned just a moment ago, using your credit card properly is a really good way to start building a really great credit score while you're still young. Think of your credit score like your adult GPA of your finances. It shows that you're responsible with money, that you can safely manage debt, and makes it more likely that institutions like banks are going to be comfortable lending you money in the future when you need it. Second, credit cards can offer you really great rewards programs when you use them properly, like earning cash back rewards points or travel rewards points. So when you're comparing credit cards and trying to choose which card has the rewards point program that makes the most sense for you, just make sure that you're thinking about it logically and you're picking one that makes sense for the way that you make purchases on your card. For example, cashback point systems will give you a certain percentage of cashback on any purchase that you make. This is fantastic, but a lot of those cards will also charge an annual fee. So if you're paying an annual fee on the card, but you're not actually spending that much on the card, there's a possibility that you're going to get less cash back than you pay for the fee. So think about things like that. Basically, if you're looking at a cash back card, make sure that you're getting uh, the right percentage point amount for the amount that you're spending on the card or that the fee doesn't overwrite that. Or conversely, for travel points cards, make sure that you're getting points to uh, travel programs or airlines that you actually use, things like that. Don't get too caught up in all the shiny marketing that the credit card companies do, again, because they're a business, to catch you on whatever their point system is. Think about it logically for the way that you individually like to use your card. Third, your credit card is safer to use all the time than your debit card. And unfortunately, I speak from experience here. Credit card theft and fraud is rampant these days. And because of this, it's in the best interest of the credit card companies, again, as a business, to make sure that you, their customer, are always kept happy. So they deal with these issues as they come up relatively seamlessly and relatively painlessly. It can be way more of a challenge, however, if someone steals your debit card. For example, years ago, unfortunately, someone got my credit card information and started using my card. So I called the credit card company, canceled the card, and they immediately made sure that I was made whole. I didn't have to pay for any of the fraudulent charges on the credit card. Now, during that time, I had to use my debit card until I received my new credit card in the mail. And while I was using my debit card, somebody got my debit card information and started using my debit card, drawing straight from my bank account. So now I had to address this issue with the bank. And it was so difficult to manage making sure that all of the charges that were fraudulent were marked as fraudulent to make sure that I was made whole. While at the end of the day, it did work out. Again, the bank was there to serve me. It took months to solve that problem. I was locked out of my online banking for months and it was such a headache. Whereas the credit card company, on the other hand, makes it a really, really painless process to fix the problem if someone steals your card or makes a fraudulent charge on your card. Unfortunately, this just seems to be the time that we're living in right now. But the good news is that credit card companies are actually there to look out for you and have your back as their customer. The fourth reason why it's better to use a credit card than a debit card is that a credit card can be a really useful tool in your personal finance budgeting system. Now, when you make a charge on your credit card, it goes directly to your credit card statement. 
And at the end of the month, when you round up your expenses and work through your budgeting, you can just print out that credit card statement and see exactly how much you spent and exactly where you spent it. When you spend money on your debit card, however, you have to print out your account statement, which has your charges mixed with your debits, mixed with your credits. And oftentimes, instead of telling you where you spent money, you're just as likely to find a numerical code for what the business was that you spent money at, which makes doing your finances and figuring out what you spent and where an absolute nightmare. So if you use just your credit card, it's really easy to track your spending. Each month you just print off that credit card statement, go through and record all of your expenses, and you're done. The fifth and final reason why it's really great to have a credit card is that it's nice to have one there as backup in case of emergency. Way back when I was young, I had a credit card that I literally never used, and it was there just in case I got myself into a scrape and I needed some money quickly. So for example, in case I was traveling and I didn't have enough money or needed to buy a flight if I missed a last minute flight, anything like that, I knew that I had a credit card that was going to be there that could cover those potential emergency expenses for me. Now I just want to make it really, really clear that having an emergency credit card is not the same as having an emergency savings account. You should absolutely have a fully funded emergency savings account instead of just relying on an emergency credit card. I just say it's useful to have an emergency credit card though because conceivably you could end up in a situation where you can't immediately access the cash that you have saved in your emergency fund and you need to use that credit card to help yourself. The hope with this is that you never have to use it, but just like the emergency savings fund, having an emergency card means that you can sleep well at night knowing that you've got your bases covered in case things go sideways for a while. So there you have it, the beginner's guide to how your credit card works, how to use it like a pro, and why it's beneficial to use your credit card now that you know how to properly. As always, this lesson is just one tiny blip in the whole overarching picture of how to manage your personal finances properly. And if you're looking for more information, the How to Adult School is a great place to start. We have loads of lessons like this that are quick, easily digestible, and easy to put into action. You can go see what else we have on the site at www.howtoadultschool.com. When you get there, the very first place that I recommend everybody get started is by signing up for a free personal finance mini course that we're offering right now called the Seven Day Make Friends With Your Money Challenge. Like I said, this is a free mini course that's currently on offer. It's only a week and every day for a week, you will receive a new, easy to understand, very accessible and actionable personal finance lesson to your inbox. Each of the activities will take you less than 10 minutes every single day to complete. And by the end of the week, the goal is that you're not gonna be afraid to look at your bank account or your credit card statements anymore. And you're actually gonna be feeling kind of confident and kind of stoked about starting to put aside money to work towards some of the bigger financial goals that you set for yourself that maybe you didn't even think were going to be possible until then. So if you're interested in signing up for that course, I've linked it below in the description for this episode, or you can find it over on the website at www.howtoadultschool.com slash seven day money challenge. 
Also, I am always here to help you and to answer your questions. I really do love to hear from you, so if you have any comments or questions at all about today's episode, please feel free to go ahead and drop them in the comments section below the video or over on the blog. You can always find the show notes for each episode and the comments section is a really great place there to have great discussions about personal finance, money, ask me questions, ask the community questions and get answers. So don't be shy, talk to me through the comments. And finally, if you haven't yet, I'm gonna get you to go ahead and click subscribe to the How to Adult Show. This is a really great way to show me that I'm on the right track, giving you the right information that you want to learn. And it's the best way to make sure that you keep up with the show when every new episode comes out. So go ahead, hit subscribe, and that way you'll get to see me, your host, Corey Fowler, right back here next Monday with a brand new episode of the How to Adult Show. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the How to Adult Show. Our goal is to make your life easier so you can find today's show notes, links, and free downloads all in one place at howtoadultschool.com. If you like today's show, please remember to subscribe and leave a comment, review, or share something with us that you'd like to learn next. I love to hear from you. Again, I'm your host, Corey Fowler, and I'll see you right back here next week with a brand new episode of the How to Adult Show.